0: Well, during World War II, six Navy pilots left their aircraft carrier to go out on a mission. They went, they completed their mission, and after they had, they were returning back to the ship. They returned to darkness because the captain of the ship had ordered lights out. Now, if you've ever been in the middle of the ocean in pitch black conditions, I'm sure you would understand exactly what dark really can be. And so these frantic pilots are, are radioing the ship and, and, and making appeals to turn on one light so they can land. But the captain would not lift the blackout. And so after multiple requests and multiple denials the operator on the ship switched off radio contact, leaving the pilots alone. And so they had one option, and that was to ditch their planes in the middle of the ocean. Well, there was about a two-year period in my early life between fourth grade and sixth grade where I had this reoccurring dream Unfortunately, the dream was not a good one. It was actually very scary. It was one that I did not want to reoccur over and over again. And it was the dream of my parents getting a divorce. Now, you have to understand that my childhood was amazing. I loved my family. I loved my sister, which was probably unusual, uh, but, but we had a great relationship. My, my, with my family, we hung out together. We, we loved traveling together. It was kind of like this perfect, ideal family in my mind. And so one day I, I went to school my, at the end of my sixth grade year, and one of my best friends came to school that day and told me that his parents were getting a divorce and that rocked me. And I, 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 I was trying to hold it in all day. I finally get home and I just break down. I'm sobbing, telling my parents that this has been a fear of mine. I'm scared. They're holding me. They're trying to comfort me. And, and I remember, like it was yesterday, my dad taking my chin and turning it to where I was looking straight at him in the eye. And he said, Chris, you never have to worry about that. And it was about six years after that conversation that my parents sat my sister and I down in a room and told us that they in fact were going to get a divorce. The to me unit was forsaken. So Jesus and his disciples had just finished the Last Supper. And they all were gathering at the Garden of Gethsemane. And as soon as as, as Jesus got there, he he took Peter and James and John, and they went a little bit further into the garden and left the others uh, back. And um, as he got alone with his three closest friends, Jesus just opened his heart to them. Well, let's read our text today from Matthew 26 and and let's see exactly what happened. Jesus took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, my father, if it is possible... If it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. When he came back, he again found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. So he left them and went away once more and prayed a third time, saying the same thing. When he returned to the disciples, uh, and he said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Look, The hour has come, and the Son of Man is delivered into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer, abandoned, forsaken, left all alone. Jesus here facing this impending death, yet he's abandoned. And not just that, but he's ma- abandoned by the very men who had pledged allegiance to him, who had been walking with him, who had been the closest to him. Well, you know, maybe the disciples, they just, they just, they just didn't know. Or, you know, maybe the disciples, they, they, if they had only known that he was going to die, then they would have stayed awake and prayed. Well, actually, we know that they knew what was going to happen. Jesus had told him. In Matthew 20, it says, Now Jesus was going to Jerusalem. On the way, he took the 12 aside and said to them, We are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be delivered over to the chief priests and the teachers of the law. They will condemn him to death and will hand him over to the Gentiles to be mocked and flogged and crucified. On the third day, he will be raised to life. In Matthew 26, he says, When Jesus had finished saying all these things, he said to his disciples, As you know, the Passover is two days away, and the Son of Man will be handed over to be crucified. See, Jesus was being so intentional with them. He was trying to help them understand. He was trying to be clear. He was spending time with them to help them know what was getting ready to happen. But Jesus not only told him about his suffering and death, but he also predicted his betrayal. And even worse than that, the, when, when the disciples were told this, what did they do? They argued with him. They, they said that that wasn't true. In Matthew 26, after, after the last supper, right before this scene in the garden, then Jesus told them, this very night you will fall away on account of me. Peter replied, even if all fall away on account of you, I never will. Truly I tell you, Jesus answered, this very night before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times But Peter declared, even if I die with you, I will never disown you. And all the disciples said the same. Peter even went so far to rebuke Jesus. In Matthew 16, from that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Never, Lord, this will never happen to you. So here we have Jesus. He's just told them all of these things. He's, he's tried to be so clear with them, giving them all the information that they need. He enters the garden. His words are, my soul is overwhelmed to the point of death. Stay here with me, watch and pray. And you have these guys sitting here listening to this. You have Jesus as vulnerable as he can be. He's, he, he's in despair. He's in hurting. He's, he's lonely. And he's pleading with these guys who are closest to him to just stand with with him. You know what's going to happen to me. Stand with me at this time of hurt. But Jesus returns three different times to find them there sleeping, leaving him all alone. And for me, this right here, this moment is the crossroad moment. The moment that truly changed history. It changed my forever. It changed your forever. It's this moment when Jesus looks and he sees them sleeping after three times, asking them, sees them sleeping, and he says, rise, let's go. Here comes my betrayer. And you all are like, what? That's the crossroad phrase? It is. Because in that phrase, what we see is that Jesus, again, he's facing his death. He's abandoned. He stands with this resolve. He understands what's getting ready to happen and he submits to it. He says, Rise, let's go, let's do this. He doesn't try to flee get away he doesn't abandon the very guys who abandoned him but rather what does what does he choose in this moment to me those words what he is choosing is the cross because the cross has nothing to do with abandoning but it has everything to do with claiming See, for me, when when Jesus chose the cross, this meant that he was taking that first step on the journey to claim us, to claim us as sons and daughters forever. And as if it's not enough, (laughs) that he's going to claim us as sons and daughters forever, giving us that promise, at this crossroad decision, we also see so much more revealed about the character of who Jesus is. So much more revealed about the character of who Jesus is that helps us today, that helps us in this moment. We've been claimed forever as his sons and daughters, but he's also right here in this moment, giving us so much to learn about his character for us to take away in our lives right now. I think about some of you out there or, or, or people in our congregation or people that you might know that, that are possibly facing job loss. And in that job loss, there's, there's mounting financial pressure. There's uncertainty. But this crossroad decision shows that he is steady and unmoved. You know, it may be that that you're in the midst of a strained marriage or you're involved in an unhealthy relationship or a stressful relationship or that there's family difficulties happening. This crossroad decision shows that he will step into that mess with you. Maybe it's that, that you're dealing with, you know, a, an un- unmanageable people in your work they're they're spiteful they're hard to deal with maybe you're you're dealing with a monotonous work schedule and just work in and of itself is bearing down on you this crossroad decision shows you that jesus will never ever be against you though others might or maybe you or, or someone in your life has experienced a, a, a life-threatening illness, an illness that, that there seems to be no hope, that, that strength is fading and, and, and the future doesn't look very good. This crossroad decision shows that Jesus will never leave you. This crossroad decision that Jesus made shows us that he won't abandon us ever. Because in the worst moment imaginable, Jesus didn't decide to abandon, but he decided to engage. He decided to claim us. He decided that I will not leave them alone. Would you bow your heads for just a moment? I'd like for you to just Take a little bit of time and try to go to a place in your life. It, it may be in the past. It may be in the present. But a moment where you have felt abandoned. And again, that this may be a while back. It may be right now that you're experiencing that sense of abandonment. And once you've identified that, I want to ask you to do something hard. I want to ask you to wade in that moment, in those feelings. It might be loneliness, it might be hurt, it might be despair. I want you just to sit in those feelings. Go there with me for just a minute. it tonight through this crossroad decision that Jesus fully understands all of that. So first of all, rest in this heaviness knowing that Jesus gets it. He understands all of that that you're feeling. But secondly, I want you right now as you sit in those feelings of abandonment. I want you to hear God declaring these promises over you. Sons and daughters, I am steady and unmoved. Sons and daughters, I will step into this mess with you sons, daughters, I will never be against you. My children, I will never leave you. I just want you to take a moment and claim those. There may be one of those specifically that that stands out to you. I just want you to speak those over those feelings of abandonment, over being forsaken, knowing that he understands and that God is speaking these promises over you. They are true. Claim them right now.